Hi, this is Russ Teitelman, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. And welcome to another exciting edition of the Fab Four Free For All. The whenever we want to record it show on your radio, on your radio, I'm on a Mexican radio. Uh, I am your moderator for tonight's episode. I am Mitch Axelrod and joining me, thank goodness, as they always do, are Rob Leonard and Tony Chiguardo. We're actually in the midst of a celebration in Beetledom, 50 years of the Yellow Submarine movie coming out. Uh, there's been a big push, big publicity for the 50th. It's been screened in the U.K. and the U.S., and as of this recording, is still being screened uh, in the U.S. Unexpectedly, actually. Yes. Continuously. Uh, because yeah. as Forbes has reported, the movie has done a lot better than people thought. They thought maybe it would get in the theaters and six people would see it and go, yay, Yellow Submarine. Fortunately for everybody, the movie has done really well with like an 86 to 90% attendance rate to the point where they've had to add more shows, and now it's being held over through the end of August and through mid-September, I believe. So we are uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Yellow Submarine. Crazy question. When they re-release a film, do they change the score on, like, Rotten Tomatoes? I never looked to see what Yellow Submarine I haven't looked on, on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. I've never looked on it, but I assume that if people saw it in the theater, they would... Be yeah, they would be that they could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. I, I think it scored pretty favorably. Well, go though. ahead, keep going. Well, yeah. Well, we should say that we hosted a show at the Bowtie Theater in Roslyn, yes, and Long Island, yes, which was very successful and it was fun seeing a lot of people, a lot of listeners of the show too. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and we hope that we have some new listeners from that who are now listening. But we have not recorded. A uh, hang on, Tony's got a face on. Wow, right now. Well, Rotten Tomatoes, the the Tomato Meter score. For Yellow Submarine, anybody want to venture? I, in a good way? The, the tomato meter is the critics' right. response. Uh, the critics' response, I'm going... How, 80, how do they rate? 86%. Uh, up to 100. I'd say 87. Oh, come on. One? What do you like? <laughs> okay. The price is right. What, does, what's, what would be the audience response? Uh, the audience response, if, if it was 86 critic, I'm going to say 82 audience. I'm going with 90. Well, here's here's a mind blower. It's the tomato meter is ninety six percent for the critics, wow. and eighty four for the oh, audience. Oh, so I was right okay. the right way. Okay. Okay. Ha ha! You tried to help me by one with your little prices uh, right that's thing. That's amazing I though. Ninety six for the critics and the tomato. That's pretty meter. good. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, yeah, it okay. is. Okay. So we we have never done a show on the movie Yellow Submarine, yeah, and, right. and Rob said, believe. you know what, we haven't done it. And, <laughs> Just like we haven't done a bunch of shows. Well, I, I, I remember saying, I said, we're, we're hosting the show, but we've never actually done the show. <laughs> right. It's amazing that we haven't done it. Uh, but again, there's so much to talk about in, in the world of Beatles that this has never come up. Yeah. But and we've talked about, I believe, Hard Day's Night and Help and yeah. Magical Mystery Tour. And we did the Mystery Science Theater treatment as yeah. well. And yeah. we also talked about uh, your, your topic, the Beatle cartoons. Yeah, but I'm talking about in terms of Beatle movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We haven't done Let It Be because Let It Be is not out yet. And we don't want to depress everybody. Um, <laughs> but we'll do that when we're on the rooftop. And hopefully people will drag us away because that nice. might be kind of cool. But Yellow Submarine, 50 years. It, it's amazing. I saw it when I was a kid on a drive-in screen with my dad. I was only six, so it wasn't like I was, you know, 
with some chick going, how you doing, Yellow Submarine, you know? Nice. Um, Yellow Submarine races. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> very good. You think it. Thank well, you, Murray you know, the K. The, the, <laughs> Bill Murray the K. Bill Murray the K. Um, so the Beatles had a, a three-picture deal with UA, and they fulfilled two of them. And just when they were looking for another vehicle for themselves, which they rejected a lot of scripts, uh, the latest one being Joe Wharton's Up Against It. Yeah. They rejected yeah. that. I mean, they were going to do Lord of the Rings. I mean, But Up Against It was probably the closest that they got that to they, the third film. Absolutely. I'd say. But, you know, don't forget what was happening with the Beatles. They were going to explore their inner beings in, in India yeah. at the time when really they were <laughs> looked upon to be doing another film to fulfill the contract. So Al Brodex, who had been doing the Beatle cartoons, said... I would love to get an animated feature. I don't think Brian Epstein's going to go for it. I'm sorry, Epstein, uh, Vivek, if you're listening, Epstein, whichever. And um, they said, you know, we'll try to get it past them, but we know that they don't like the cartoons, uh, even though they did like the money. So uh, let's let's see if we can you know, push something past them. So a, a bunch of negotiations went on, and they did a handshake deal, and... They started on an animated feature for the Beatles. Now, right away, they knew it wasn't going to be the same as the cartoon series. Uh, was that in the contract? Uh, I don't think it was in the contract, but they just said, we, we don't want it that way. Because the, the Beatles did see a lot of the um, what was going on behind the scenes. The actual Beatles did, did right. even though they weren't really participating in this movie that much, they did not want the cartoon series characterizations. That's something they definitely didn't want. Although, a couple of the animators did say that they were happy with the cartoons, not because they were great. They weren't. They were they were silly and, and, you know, really limited animation. But what they did was, and as much as Brian Epstein never said this publicly, it was his thinking that the Beatles at that time, you know, in 1967, 68, and even 9, when the cartoons were in reruns, the Beatles were kept as lovable mop tops. And while the Beatles audience was growing with them, they still wanted that teeny bopper uh, group to still follow the Beatles. And the cartoons kept that audience because, you know, so as much as, you know, they didn't like the cartoons, it still kept the Beatles, even in 67, singing Strawberry Fields as the lovable mop tops. So that's, you know, that was one good thing about the cartoons. But right away, they weren't going to do it. So th- what they did was they uh, used the Strawberry Fields Forever promotional film, and the animators, Heinz Edelman, uh, who was the uh, graphic designer of the c- characterizations, he used that promo film to make the Beatles. Which is interesting, too, because... Except Paul didn't have the mustache. Right. But it's interesting, too, because you always wonder why George kind of has that unique look about him that he only ever had in the Strawberry Fields promo film. Yeah. I mean, that really was really the had only, that. He never really looked like that, except in the Strawberry Fields promo film, when he right. had that kind of look going on. Right. And the, the, the sort of... And the Penny Lane, well, obviously, yeah, done the same yeah. day. But. I was just thinking of this, and, and you mentioned Strawberry Fields, so that's the beginning of 67. If you look at the cartoon drawing in the Magical Mystery Tour album of the Four Wizards, yep. I'm looking at that. I'm like, I would like that. <laughs> Those drawings may be better than the Yellow Submarine drawings. Because the Yellow Submarine drawings are 
it's a different look, but the the drawing that's in on the inside cover of the Magical Mystery Tour, you know, it looks it's a little bigger than life in many cases yeah. because of John's yeah. nose. And, yeah, and yeah. Nose, but I'm gonna but, I'm gonna I may sound ridiculous, but the drawings in Yellow Submarine to me come off as being sort of um, very English. Even though a lot of those guys are are Americans, I'm, well, I'm not really. No, they were all, but it's very English. Whereas the Magical Mystery Tour cartoons are very European. Well, just the drawing. Not the drawing, the yeah. right, right, right. The drawing is very European. Like it's a very European look. Okay, I never thought of it that. As way. opposed to like the. But that was the, at the end of the year, so they yeah. were already working on it. So. Well, I've always said that not always because I just thought of this a couple of months ago. I, I I've said that the Yellow Submarine characterizations are the Beatle cartoons after they've gone through puberty. Right. <laughs> they really are. No, they've grown mustaches. They've gotten yep. taller. They've grown <laughs> hair in funny places. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't they, really... They are much taller. I didn't really look under the cells to see they the hair. They are taller. You know, they, yeah. That's the funny thing. You know, their legs are like 17 feet long, and then they have... You know, their heads, and they have big their, feet, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And they, their body part is like smaller, though. But it, Chest, So I, I think say. it is really like they've grown up. Um, and I That's, think the Beatles wanted to be characterized a little more grown up. You know, mm. even though we always say this, the Beatles always played older than they were. It, it, they did. They always seemed like, even in 64, they always seemed like they were probably late 20s, early 30s, because they were wearing the suits. They were much more refined. Yeah, but, they're, you know, but in Hard Day's Night, there's still a bunch of horn dogs. Uh, that Listen, you could be you a horn dog at 30. You and, can, but I mean, they still no, have that. Yeah, yeah, they still yeah, have he, that rowdy, Just you know. look at George in that movie. He's like hitting on everything that movie. Oh, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Well, we found out from yeah, living in the tour while he was hitting yeah, on for yeah, the rest of his life, well, too. Yeah. But... They always did play a little more mature than they really were. I mean, older. I, you know, you always saw the Beatles and said, they're not, they're not a boy band group, which they really were. I mean, George was 20, <laughs> Paul was 21. They really right. were not any different than the Backstreet Boys are now or, sure. or back then, you know? So, sure. yeah, they weren't in their teens. So they definitely played older, and I think they wanted to play older as they got older. Uh, obviously, they didn't want the cartoon characterizations anymore because they were kind of silly and stuff. But, you know, now... With the agreement all in place and the new characterizations, well, now they can be in a movie, fulfill the contract, and not have to really be in the movie. Right. And it was only until they saw the rushes and stuff and said, you know what, maybe we'll be in at the end. And a lot of people didn't want them to be in in the end, um, which was kind of interesting. But this, it is a very different movie. It's always been called a classic and... um it is. No. I mean, it is, but, you know, there are aspects of it that I personally don't love. Uh, we'll get into the whole movie. It's, it is definitely a fantasy. They, they call it a British animated musical fantasy comedy film. Uh, what does that mean? And the funny thing is that the British critics didn't like it at first. The Americans loved it. It was like yeah. the Americans yeah. embraced it much better than the British did. Well, the Americans embraced the Beatles' cartoons. Well, yeah, because it was more. made for but the American I mean. audience. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the Americans were already used to cartoon Beatles. You know, I mean, it, good point. The UK knew of it, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't, wasn't wildly popular. That is a yeah. good point. Yeah. And don't forget, though, this was now, you know, the '60s, the summer of love '60s, psychedelic '60s, psychedelic '60s. And yeah. okay, no, I think I'm off by a year. Never mind. I was going to say it also. It's behind the curve of the banana splits. The banana splits was sixty eight, but right. But w- would the bana- did the banana splits break before Yellow Submarine? I don't believe so. 
Or no, but I'm thinking you had the banana splits, you had the Archies. So and that was shortly on the heels of Yellow Submarine, which Archies may was, mean I think 69. 69, 69 yeah. but but I, so now it's the opposite of what I was thinking. If you think about it, you had I mean, granted the Archies came into existence because Don Kirshner wanted to boss something around that couldn't right. fight back. <laughs> but it's also the idea that now you had animated singing groups. Right. Uh, was the did the predate like Lancelot Link was was not seventy two I think was yeah so that's what I mean so it predated all of that Josie and the Pussycats all of that animated singing but groups. the Yellow Submarine movie it wasn't like they were playing along it wasn't like uh, you know they were playing it, playing music well, sometimes like, they like, were sometimes but no not, women not, they but definitely are. but it's not like they they're for most of the movie, they're strumming their guitars. Right. They're actually, well, if you think about the cartoon episodes well, yeah. of a lot of those shows, yeah, it's the same thinking. way. You didn't know what you see. Like the Archies, you usually saw them playing instruments right. and you know, whatnot. But, yeah, but even the Beatle cartoons, the a lot of them, they, they weren't playing. No. no you know, you just, just see them doing something, they were, running away from this or running away from that. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, it's, you know, sort of romps a la the right. Monkeys right. episodes. You right. know, so it's it's all connected. Oh, it's it all interconnected, is. without a doubt. But the psychedelic 60s was the only time I think you could have made Yellow Submarine because I think it wouldn't have played well if it was done any earlier or any later. Yes, the way they did the animation, I agree, because in many cases, the movie's animation isn't animation. It's moving stuff, but it's not like... rotoscoping. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one thing I noticed when, when we were watching it again in the theater. There's a well, lot the of... soccer mo- game is there's like a lot stop of movement. action. Yeah, and, and there's... It's different type of animation. It's not like a Disney animation. No, well, well that's funny you should not. say that because Paul expected this to be a Disney film. That's right. what his expectation was. And, and he Paul said, I loves wanna... animation. We've, right. we've heard him talk about it for and years. And he, he expected, oh, we'll have like a Disney film. And uh, and then he saw this and was like, whoa. But the issue, not, I'm not going to say the problem because it, it comes up pretty well, it was that so many different teams were working on different parts of the film that it's very disjointed in terms of a it's not I don't mean that as a negative comment I just mean that there's different animation for different scenes now was it similar to the way you I know in, in when you wrote your book yeah. about the Beatle tunes you talked about different teams in different parts of the countries well no this was all done in the UK okay so it was all uh, done people in. were brought into the UK from all over you know Ron Campbell was brought in from Australia and he lived in the states then and uh, he he was brought in but the thing was that George Dunning who was the uh, producer he was Canadian he did a, you know the whole Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds that rotoscoping I love that but they actually drew on the film that's really? how they, yeah that's how they were doing some of that stuff all unique techniques right. I mean no one was doing that then I mean maybe you know people in Disney earlier in the 20s might have tried that but they were actually drawing with eraser you know uh, with um, grease pens you know on and paints on the celluloid it, to come off that like almost that stop motion thing it sort of surprises me though that you know here's Paul who um like you're saying, was expecting a, a Disney film. And it's interesting that this is the guy who is most deeply involved in kind of the ideas of avant-garde cinema. Yeah. So here he is with this team of animators who are doing some unique and original production techniques. But oddly enough, in, in the area of animation, I think, I guess Paul was just a good old-fashioned boy. He just wanted... 
but he, he wanted it to look like Disney rather than you know you think about all you know he's the guy that did Carnival of Light right you know which was matched up with. Uh, I wonder film. what type of Disney was he expecting? Was he expecting like a Fantasia, Fantasia, or or maybe like a Snow White? Or no, something? he was yeah. probably expecting Fantasia. See, that's, fan- to me, that's you know, the take the thing- Beatles songs. But to me, some of what you get in Yellow Submarine, in concept, is Fantasia. Yeah, it's the same idea. Oh, it definitely is something radical that isn't just there. Well, it, Lucy it, in the Sky it, sequence is definitely Fantasia. Yeah, I mean, if you think about oh, that. Oh yeah, but, I'd say. Uh, oddly enough, there you know there were four different concepts going around for this film. I'm not going to get into each one, but each one had to do with um, old Fred as something else. He was a postal worker in the beginning, uh, and I'm not kidding. And Ringo was going to take him to the land of submarines. So I mean, H it was, is for hurry, E is for urgent, uh, L is for letter, P is for please, postal. going postal, yeah, going postal, <laughs> going postal. But there were different scenarios, uh, and then they finally chose the one that we see. But it would have been a very different movie. Now, Brodax originally check this out, and there are two very good books if you want to read them: Inside the Yellow Submarine by Dr. Bob Hieronymus and Up Periscope Yellow by Al Brodax. Obviously, the the main force behind the producer, you know, behind the Yellow Submarine. Uh, and there's some great insight into into the film on both, but he wanted Joseph Heller to write it. You know, catch, Joseph Heller. Jo- yes, yeah. Joseph Heller. Catch twenty two. Wow, what a freak show! You know who else he wanted to write it? And Art Garfunkel then would have been. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no carnal knowledge of that. See of. The Sea of Simon. Um, Sea of Simon. <laughs> but you know who else he wanted to write this? Hunter Thompson? I don't know. Mel Brooks. Wow. Mel Brooks and Joseph Heller both said no. They were too busy at the time. Can you imagine Mel Mel Brooks Brooks was was in the middle of Get Smart? Can you imagine if if Mel Brooks would have written this? It would have been very different. Yeah. So there yeah. <laughs> would have been funny if the producers was actually I, I wrote this thing, but then I said no. You know what? I'm going to just use it for myself and make a movie. I was, he was going to give them the producers for Yellow Submarine. Can you imagine that? Then now the Beatles doing I'm springtime for and I'm wet. Spring, I'm wet. Springtime for Hitler spring. during the blue beanie scenes. <laughs> well, wow. that's also a different. No, wow. but can you imagine that they're all under the sea and they're going, "I'm wet and hysterical." Um, that was good. Well, thank you. So it would have been different if those guys would have written it. Um, Good God, of but, course. I mean, Jack been... Mendelsohn was a very big comedy writer at the time. He worked the King Features. He helped out. Lee Minoff was very big. But let me ask you this, though. When it came right down to it, was this going to be a children's film? It was... N- <sighs> Yes and no. It doesn't come across as a children's film. It still doesn't come across as a children's Though I do know for a fact that when children watch it, they probably observe the film differently than we do at our age when we first saw it. You know, well, I was I was eight or really okay. I I didn't see it till I was like eighteen. Yeah, no, I I saw it for the first time in the theater when I was. I saw it on a double bill with two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. Wow. On the, like, well, land when and I was sea. twelve, or oh, space and, and sea, you know, yeah. But I had seen it already on television was, a number was, of times. Were, were there a lot of uh, kids sharing uh, herbal cigarettes? <laughs> they probably were. I was still doing candy cigarettes at that point. I will tell you this though: when you watch it now, even you know, in our fifties, when you watch it, there are, I mean, the puns and all of the, you know, the the little in jokes. 
We would never get. It took me twenty years to get. I'm a born Liverpooler. Yeah, exactly. I just. It took me twenty years to. Because re- you're thinking already. He's pulling a lever. He's pulling the lever. Oh, lever, lever. Well, but it's a double entendres. You, yeah, of yes. Course. I mean, and but, yeah. but that's uh, the. I think the beauty of the movie is that you, you as a kid, you can enjoy it one way. Yeah. Just yeah. the visual part and the the music, of course. But then as you get older, you see these little things that. Animators do, you know, they sneak things in. Oh yeah, of course. absolutely. But even the lines, I mean, you know, again, the other one, which I still have friends who like look at me and, oh yeah, but when he says, you know, uh, Frankenstein, he says, oh, I used to say to sister Phyllis, Phyllis. <laughs> Philistine. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. Yeah, that, that's you're right. Yeah, you're right. but nobody, like, people mm. don't get that line. They still like, don't get it. They think just she has line. a sister yeah. named Phyllis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. you're right. They don't get it. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it too, because it can play like Rob said. It can play for kids. And they just hear the music. They, they well, it's Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny played for kids, but exactly. there was so there was much no going on in way that. that was that no, was for kids. Absolutely not. But but you know you're rooting for the boob as a kid. Right, right. You know. Yeah. But as adults, you're looking to see the comedy in it now, and that was actually done because they needed more British comedy in it because they felt like it, it wasn't the script it wasn't, wasn't going to play to the British audience. Yeah. Because, and right, so right. they called in Roger McGuff. Roger, oh, right, Roger McGuff course. wrote a lot of and those. And for those of you who don't know, Roger McGuff was one third of The Scaffold with uh, yeah. Paul McCartney's brother, Mike McCartney. Wasn't he also goons? So, mm, no, no. He was, no, no, he, I he was Scaffold, I know. He was Scaffold, yeah. But, but they was, were all influenced by The Goons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And The Goons yeah. is where you get, it's all in the mind, you know. Yes. So, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, so, which is used a couple of times in this in this film. So And uh, tell them where that first shows up. In well, Beatles history. It shows up on the, Beatle, the last Beatle cartoon for Strawberry Fields. Yeah. The last yeah. line of the last... Beatles Be- well, cartoon. Well, I shouldn't say last Beatle cartoon, but the last Beatle cartoon ever made, or the latest one for Strawberry Fields, has that in there, the last it's line. It's almost like a connector. Absolutely. Well, it is. It definitely is, because yeah. the same group made it. Right, right. So it is the connector. Um, and if you watch that last cartoon, it's very trippy. Right, And you right. knew where they were going to go with the animation, because they were starting it already for Yellow Submarine. But kind of interesting in general, the movie, it's, it's 50 years old. It's been re-released a million times now. Uh, it yeah. seems back in 68, this was the most licensed property to date for any movie. I think there were 168 licenses or something like that, or 188. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong because they always do. But uh, there were close to 200 or more licenses, even in 68, for memorabilia, merchandise, this, and it was everywhere. I remember, that I do remember as a kid, all that stuff. Now, my, uh, my I never got any of it, but I, I remember as a I kid I had the lunchbox. I had the lunchbox. I remember everyone with the lunchbox. I, I had something else, but I do remember that very vividly. And if you think about it, what, 10 years later, Star Wars comes along and then takes that whole merchandising thing and, and makes it a... Oh, it's wow. not nice just level. Not yeah. just there. It's It becomes part of the way you make money on a movie. Right. So... Right. I think that's part of that too. It just it sets it up for the next generation, which would be the George Lucas generation. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's amazing how Apple keeps licensing this. this. Well, it's the gift that keeps on giving for them when it, it comes to the Beatles and licensing. Because realistically speaking, you're not gonna go home with a Christmas ornament that looks like Paul McCartney standing in a suit, circa nineteen. No. 70. No, you're you know, <laughs> you're going to go for some form of an iconic image. You're going to go for either the Sgt. Pepper outfit, the Beatles cartoon, 
Abbey or the, Road. Or Ab- well, even Abbey Road. You know, Abbey Road, unless they're standing sideways. Well, the white album portraits will be on something. The white album portraits, yeah. But, you know, truth be told, you're always either, if it's not going to be an album cover. Well, the Beatle cartoons were not licensed. Not not heavily at all. Well, they didn't need right. them at the time. Right. The, the cartoons were doing so well without it. You know, they didn't need to license. They just I, did a couple of things, nothing major. I've hmm. always looked at the memorabilia as this whole other world of the Beatles. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it's a drawing or drawings of each of them or the, you know, maybe it's just the yellow submarine. That was on the stamp when they made the, when Century they put out the, stamps, yeah. Yeah, the stamps for the U.S. Postal Service. You know, it's just this, the submarine. So Not even them. It, yeah. And so I, I think this whole thing is like, it's so big. It's just... Well, so whenever different. you see a submarine that's yellow, I mean, right. not to sound funny, but it's immediately the Beatles. I yeah. mean, it's the yeah, yellow yeah. submarine is, you're right, it's become its own entity. It's become its own little world where it comes to memorabilia and and marketing. But to me, going back to like the film itself, yeah, I think uh, you had some really creative ideas that, that saved, I mean... You know, as you say, there are things that are not great about the film. It, there's times and you feel like it may be dragging a little bit. More than one but, time. But, some, but the characterizations save the film. I mean, the, the Beatles aspect of it is fun. But if you step away from the whole Beatles idea and you just take four guys who are trying to save the city and you send them through these adventures and... I've got to say, honestly, if the film is done a little differently, maybe, and, and some of the slower parts taken out or fixed up, patched up a little, and the focus wasn't the Beatles, uh-huh. and you created four new characters, go Dirk, ahead. Nasty, Stig, and Barry, to <laughs> go in and be in the film, it would have still been a cute film. I don't you, know. The, no, I'm, I agree. I agree. I, I think the Jeremy character is a saving grace I agree. in the movie. I agree. I agree I think with that you. When, when the Nowhere Man shows up, I think the movie takes a completely different it, it, turn. It, it humanizes the movie in many ways. It absolutely humanizes the movie. Well, you feel for that character because you're not really feeling for the Beatles. You're not. The Beatles are kind of clownish in, in a way. In the beginning, in, yeah. In, throughout Especially the whole in the beginning. beginning. In the beginning, yeah. you, know, you know, here's my hole, you know. Yeah, and the, and the... <laughs> 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 Which of the Beatles says, here's my <laughs> hole? No, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> no, what, I you know what I mean. No, I don't. <laughs> maybe, that's not the, maybe that's not the direct that word. The, that was the Elton John cartoon. <laughs> oh, yes. I was sorry. That was a... a, a here's your yes. whole one. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you, Tony. In a, partly, I agree with you. But... I will say this. It's always been the music that takes you from scene to scene, which, as I look back on the movie itself, it is slow. There are a lot of times when it's very slow. slow. Yeah, Come on, I mean, let's call it a spade a spade. Yeah, definitely. Well, the problem is it clusters a lot of the music at the beginning. In the beginning. It clusters a whole bunch. You've got, you got like five songs, bang, bang. You and I were talking about that. Yeah, right away, all of a sudden, right you're away. going yep. from Yellow Submarine to El- Eleanor Rigby before you even see the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, and then they show, you know, Ringo, and the first thing he says is, woe is me. So right. it's like, wait, it took him five seconds to say, woe is me. <laughs> but you're not feeling for him. It's not like, oh, there's Ringo. Yes, he's lonely, but they don't really give you, like you said, humanizing Right. You don't really feel like I w- well, I'm rooting a, for right. Ringo. Well, that's right. why you have old Fred and you have Jeremy. Absolutely. Because you have old Fred. You, you need to connect 
Pepperland with the Beatles. Well, I think you're rooting uh, for Pepperland, yeah, and, not and, the yeah. Beatles. The but, Beatles but are the, just you, the vehicle. But you to also get know that the Beatles are going to be the one that saves Save the, the day. day. You know yeah. that going in. Of and, course. And as soon as yeah. the setup is, please help us. And, and somehow you also know that in the end. You're going to find out that the blue meanies are just misunderstood. Like you, you like you go into the movie kind of already knowing that. Well, because you because, know they're not going to kill them. Well, no, you, exactly. You know what, you, you, well, that's true. But you know what? I I got out of that when they were bombing away with the blue meanie stuff. It reminded me of the Wizard of Oz with the, the, the flying, flying monkeys. monkeys. I'm I'm watching. Absolutely. I'm like, Oh my! I never caught that before. Yeah, the flying monkeys. Yeah, segment. that whole sure. that whole segment seems. Yeah, to, they're blasting out the arrows and stuff. I wouldn't even, say matching, but there's an influence there. And even Glove, Glove is a flying yeah, monkey yeah, when he yeah. sends out Glove. But it's those characters that, to me, like really would allow the film to stand alone. It, it's the the Glove character is hysterically But if it's not a musical, it, if, it well, I, I th- no, it would be a musical, no, I but think, it could have been... Tony, I think you're right if, if you would like, if it wasn't John, Paul, George, and Ringo, but with, you know, then they don't have the music, and then it becomes right. a little bit different. Right. Well, the music, don't have would, the music. Uh, but let's be honest, though, and again, so, you know, folks, don't throw rocks have at me. White yeah. Rabbit in the movie. Precisely. <laughs> you, but no, but I'm just saying, yeah, you can. You can have, but, but what if you had, you know... Voice and heart write the soundtrack to or, the film. Or just sounds of the or day. Or sounds of the day. You know, either sounds of the day. Different music. Right. The, different you know. music. You could have Jefferson right. Airplane. Yeah, you, you could have. Absolutely. I mean, look, the Jefferson Airplane did the Levi's commercials, which yeah. were animated. Yeah. And in the style of Yellow Submarine. Yeah. You oh, know, I know that. I yeah. I mean, they don't appear in the Yellow Submarine, but it's not music. It's almost, it's noisy yeah, it's, kind of stuff. Yeah, much more. They do the Stretch Levi's Fit Right song and stuff, but. You could have gotten any one of a lot of bands to do it, or songwriters done to just create the film. Yes, you know. but I, I don't think it would be an iconic classic because the Beatles' no. name was attached. Because no, you know what, the first thing you see is classic. the Beatles, right? <laughs> and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, so they get their own billing. But yeah, um, the thing is though, the Beatles didn't want anything to do with this. They really didn't. So even when it came to the music, and they said, "We need your music." You know, we can use some of the stuff. And the earliest song they use, I think, is uh, Love You Too. It's not necessarily. It's Revolver time. But so is everything else. Right, but there's nothing pre-Revolver except Rubber Soul with Nowhere Man. Rubber Soul with Nowhere Man and Think For Yourself. Right, well, yeah, yeah, but in that movie, it's just, you know, you've got time to rectify. Right, so it's just the outtake, actually. And actually, The first time we ever got an outtake was Rubber Rubber Soul. But, you know, they also could have used Help. Old Fred quotes Help. Yeah, but yes. you wouldn't use it. No, wouldn't you wouldn't use, use it. It wouldn't right, fit the movie. Yeah. But right. I, I, and also, too, it, it was a title song of another movie. Right, but I'd forgotten that he had actually you know, spelled quoted, out help. Yeah, quoted please, and then spelled it. Yeah, yeah. So, you could have used Please Please Me, too. I mean, you know, yeah, if you, if want you wanted to. Way. Again, I think but they that, were but, going away from the cartoony Beatles and the young Beatles. Yeah. Nowhere Man is, is a much more mature song. Oh, absolutely. And Love You yeah, Too is absolutely. really, you know. And, so, and it fits the movie perfectly. It does. Yeah. So I think, you yeah. know, they they want they went in that direction. But the Beatles' attitude toward the music was, nothing is too good for this movie, so let's give them nothing. <laughs> That's what they said. Wow. That's that, that was their attitude, and let's give them nothing. <laughs> so they got, like, you know, nothing. Hey, Bulldog. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, but, but, but now that's the funny part of that, though. Right. I that's agree. That's become one of the, I think, one of the most lauded Beatles songs in their entire catalog. There are people who, like, what's your favorite Beatles song? Hey, Bulldog. Right. So look but at that. But it wasn't that's even the in the throwaway. American version. No, right. Right. No one but even saw that. Which used to confuse the hell out of us when we had the soundtrack. 
Because uh, you, it's not in the movie, right? It's you like had I, to say, I got cry instead, right? <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. But it, right. but that's, uh, and we'll get to that scene too. But first of all, like you said before, it, it's a cute movie. The thing is, you know, they're not going to kill them at the end because that's not they're not going to have the Beatles killing anybody, right? And even when the Blue Meanies, who, by the way. You know, some people say it could have been like Hitler and stuff. Could have been Al Brodax and his team, the Blue Meanies, because a lot of people said they were fashioned after that. Writing that with that in mind, it's like it's like when you're at the bowling alley and you throw the ball and you're picturing your boss at the exactly. end. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Right. But the Blue Meanies, even when they're attacking Pepperland, those people don't die. Of course not. They just freeze. They freeze. Yeah. But then they get unfrozen by music. So, you know, it's not a it, it, as much as it's a violent movie. It's not a violent movie. No, because they're, no. I mean they're getting hit with these bombs, the, the, but they're the coming right back. The antagonist has to do something to make them an antagonist. Correct. Yeah, and they're I not mean, killing them, you know, which is good. Right. It's it's Bro, still absolutely. all about love, just like the, and that's one thing the animators did. They did make the movie about love. Yes. You know, it really is all you need yeah. is love, and they and they put that in the movies. Hey guys, it's Tony from Fab Four Free for All here. Just wanted to let you know that we are happy to be able to be giving away a few combo sets of the Yellow Submarine song track and the newly remastered DVD. Get one for yourself. Get one for a friend. Get one for someone who has never seen or heard it before. Do it today. And how can you do it? You can send us an email at fab, the number four, free, the number four, all at AOL.com. And just put in the subject heading Yellow Submarine. And that'll make you eligible to win a set of the DVD and CD Yellow Submarine song track, courtesy of your friends at Fab Four Free For All and our friends at Universal. The one thing that I get a little annoyed at with this movie, and, and I think we should go through like you know some of the scenes, but we can, yeah, we should. But it doesn't know how to end. I mean, I know it's arise, a Paul arose. Song? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. It's a Paul McCartney song. Doesn't know how to end. Anyway. But yes, it has a rise, a rise, a rose, a rose, and and, and you know, a rosy nose. But sorry. exactly. But it doesn't really end there. It just says yes, and then it's, no. The it's last ultimate. line is uh, I never told anyone this before, but my I know it was the bluebird of, blue of happiness. I know, that's, but th- I don't know if that's a great ending, though. It's Sort of the ultimate ending. I mean, it, it brings the whole thing around. They, they it shows they the whole thing They need to tie up. it together somehow. With you don't do five-hour animation movies, so you, you need to find a way to end it. I think it, you know that works. Sort of. Yeah, I agree. I the ending so. is the ending. The movie just ends. Yeah, I mean, let's let's correct. face it. It just but, ends. But but the way it ends. If there was a longer lead-up to that ending, that closing line, maybe you know, there was the bluebird of happiness. Right. That's. Hysterical. I mean, it he's is. just taken the blue, the blue thing, and made it, you know, a happy thing instead made of a, it a happy right. thing, right, right? Which is kind of funny, but but you are right in a sense that the movie it's just like it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, and it's over. And the Beatles and seal my band. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Well, there you go. And that's the other thing with that song. We get the verse that's not on the soundtrack album, right? But edited, right? With the other verse in the movie. In the movie. Not yeah, on right. the soundtrack. Right. Like, wait. wait and, what, and, what? and they made it into like a two-minute song. So right. it, if you had never heard the longer version on the album, 
you would say, well, that's not a bad version of a song. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They, there's a beginning, middle, and end that's there. So it's not a great verse, though. I can see why George maybe wanted to cut it. It's not the best verse of the verses. Oh, definitely not. See, it's, hard but... for, it's so hard for me because musically, I mean, a few of those tracks, only a northern song, Hey Bulldog, and It's All Too Much, stand up as some of my favorite music of theirs from that period. Right. And they disregarded so, every tune well, they gave them. Let's yep. face it, they didn't know when they were pushing out a turd or pushing out a they oh. knew if they were <laughs> if they were pushing out a huge massive hit single, oh, they right. knew they were writing themselves a swimming pool. But they right. didn't know they well there only were so many songs, songs they probably wrote off from, as a turd. From Pepper. That, Right. Uh, well, it was from George. So right. to them, George was always, you know, a, yeah, turd. Well, a turd. Right. George was, you know. Altogether now is a, a kid's thing. Now is a, a, kid's a, a kid's thing. It's a throwaway. But it's used twice in the movie. Yeah. 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 And, and it would that's... become Bip-Bop years later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but you I'm know getting what? in my McCartney dicks. Yeah, lo- really... I love you, Paul. I really do. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. What is, should we put all together now in the movie then? Oh, all right. Can sorry. we take our friend to bed? Can we take our friend to bed? Nice. No, sorry. But it's a cute premise in the beginning. I like it. I like the way, it, you know, it, it starts off very long because you don't even get, like, credits for a while. Yeah. Because you're first seeing the antagonist become the antagonist and why they're doing it. The beginning of the film is actually a little bit disconcerting. I mean, if you're going in to see a Beatle film... Right. Yeah, they're not in right away. They're not in Well, they're not in it right away. And the the attack on Pepperland for, like, a little kid is a little... But that's why they don't kill them. They just show them, you know... Yeah, of course, but it's still... But the freezing part's actually maybe even worse because, like, what's going on with them? Well, yeah, and also, too... There's something wrong with them. Why aren't they moving? Well, but it's also, too, like, you notice, like, what they... And again, it was smart. From a film standpoint, a few of the victims are children, yeah. You know, that's a Wizard of Ozzy thing, too. Dorothy's only 14. You know, right. Dorothy's a kid. The, the, putting a kid in peril is your is your thing in a movie. Yeah, I guess. You know, so in a way, there was a smartness to the film. To but the I did find an error. You just said, you know, with the uh, freezing, right. when they become that gray figure and they're frozen, they don't move. At one point in the movie, there's two or three of them that are backing away from... They're being manipulated, though. No, they're not. They're moving by themselves, and they're gray. Yeah, but they're being like pushed. Aren't they being played no. with by the? No, by no, the, they're the they're, no, nope. They're just they're doing this because they they actually show them doing this and walking backwards as they're gray as, as stones. So okay. yeah, so it's kind of a. But I maybe they can only react wise. in fear, you know, or maybe. something, or who no, knows? But the yeah. open is just very different. You want to get to the Beatles, and you get this. I guess you need that set up there. You need, you need to set it up there. Well, the animators did say that it was a different opening because it, it was not as precise as the rest of the movie because they needed to get something quick to, to I open. I thought it was actually very precise because it, it shows this whole setup. It took a little long to get there. It did. But you couldn't do it faster because then it wouldn't seem natural. But I will tell you, though. It does take a little long to get to the Beatles. Yeah. If you're like you said, you're going for a Beatle movie. Yeah. So yeah. it takes a little while to get to the Beatles. Now, I actually like the Blue Meanies. I think the Blue Meanies are brilliant. I, I think the way they did, you know, yes, you're blue. No, you're blue. You know. Yeah. 
the I writing. automatically hated them. I just you know, you, oh, see, I didn't. It, no, it, I, yeah. I I knew that they were the bad guys, but I oh, also definitely. knew what I was in for. I mean, you know, Correct. nothing's going to happen bad to the bad guys. It's right. the Beatles, and you also knew that they were probably going to get redeemed somehow. Like by the end, of, you know, you I knew didn't know going that part in. when I was a kid, but I did know. Look, were the Blue Meanies scary? No, I was. I was. I wouldn't say scared, hovering, but. There's a creepiness. There's a creepiness. When he does that's the, the, that's they, the word. <laughs> and their bellies, you know, with the mouths on it and everything. The snapping turtle turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, no, the, the, that's the, a little the, weird. That, that's, that's a weird drawing if you think about it. Well, oh, the yeah. guns coming out of the shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but you know what? Here's what gets me, too, though. I mean, we're, we're talking about the fact that, okay, it's a Beatles film. And I was saying that arguably you could have maybe succeeded with the film without the Beatles in it. But if you think about a lot of what we go around quoting from the film, it's not always the Beatles lines. Oh, I don't it's, think it's most often, of it is. I mean, to me, it's... You know, Rim, them. Rimsky, Korsakov, yeah. you know, Gallimbardo. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, oh, the hills are alive. We sound of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that's brilliant. Right. And But, then, uh, but you're right. And... Look, the only thing, like you said, you know, here's here's my hole. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. No, yeah. I've got a hole in my pocket. We got a hole. That in my is that that. I got to tell you something. After I left the movie, I said that for about a year. I mean, yeah. and to the point when my mother was like, "All right, we know you got a hole in your pocket." No, mom, I really do. Can you sew it? <laughs> no, but I mean, everybody was saying that. Right, everybody right. in my school, I've got a hole in my pocket. Shut up, you know. We know, but uh, so it did have an effect on people. But that's a Beatle line. Mm-hmm. But most of the lines in there, I mean, yeah, nothing is Beatle-proof. Yeah. Right. But other than that, there's really not a lot of lines that I quote that are the Beatles. Yeah, we'll do the H's that's for right. hurry, E's for urge, and L's. I mean, there's stuff from the film that I remember quid or that we quo, joke. Yeah, quid pro quo. It's a little to know. Right. Right. Yeah. Ad hoc, but, ad lock, and yeah. pro quo. Right. A little time. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. But that's not Beatles. Yeah. You know, so we had a friend who was going for her PhD, and for years and years Fudd. and years, we called her Fud. We called it. We actually called her Jeremy Hillary Boob Fud. So, in that regard, the Beatles are in it, but is it really a Beatles film? Mm-hmm. Right? No. no, no, it's not. It really isn't. I mean, no, yes, because they're it not is even. And it isn't. Old Fred is really running the sub. It's, right. They're just in the sub trying if to help. You would call it Old Fred. Right. It might be a different so, movie. No, but well, you can have the same movie and call it Old Fred. Right. Old, picture, Fred old Fred gets the band back together, you know? <laughs> a bouncy seat. <laughs> a bouncy seat. Picture this, baby. You kill two birds with one stone. You got the Beatles in the thing of Sergeant Pepper, and you bring the stones in to save them. <laughs> what the hell, right? Good. That would have been pretty funny. idea or what? Well, Everybody would have been stoned. The cow sills come in. Oh, save oh, the yeah. Well, oh, yeah, we've got to save the rain, the park, and the other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, Let's go to Indian Lake then, shall we? No. <laughs> but the Beatles really, I mean, yes, they sing and bring people back to life. Right. Yes. But then they team up with Sergeant Pepper when they do Beatles to Battle. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's not even really them doing everything. No, and, and, and that's the other thing, though. You know about what? They're the, lazy in their own damn film. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I well, thought it was a little well, drawn out. I don't like the thing, <laughs> One of the things about the movie. The movie was a bit drawn out. Well, one of the things about the movie that got me as I'm watching it is the lines for the guys playing the Beatles. Yeah. You know what? There's not that many lines. And if... They had really begged the four Beatles and said, hey, can we get you into a studio for a weekend just to record the lines? 
because you know it's also recorded separately than then it will edit it together. They probably could have done it because there's not many. It's not like it's a continuous monologue or something because no. there's a lot of other characters in there that they could have done. And to be honest, I my biggest personal criticism of the film, with all due respect to those voice actors, is that the Beatles parts of the script. You know, the idea of keeping them all casual and, oh, you know, and social such, and, and, you know, that goes overboard because they they swallow lines. There are lines that come out that are... Yes, they do, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, well that, I mean, that's cute, and that's kind of, like, funny and ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but, but there are quickie lines throughout the film that if you're not paying attention... Yeah. You miss them. You've got to watch it with closed captioning. You've got to watch it with closed captioning, which is unfortunate, and, and it could have been... A little better handled by not making because the idea was everything was sort of like this. And yeah. sort of right? Like no, you're right though. And it was sort of this whole big yeah, thing. Right. Like none of the Beatles even really cared. And even in, <laughs> you know, the cartoon characters don't care. About them. <laughs> I mean, um, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Oh, What's this? We'll have salad. Oh. Especially, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know what? I noticed on Season. the on the submarine. That's where there's a lot of dialogue where well, it's sometimes hard to understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, f- a funny side note that um, Peter Batten was George for the first half hour of the movie. I love this. And then he was actually dragged. He was a deserter from the army, and they dragged him out. And, and they and in the middle of the movie, they said, "We need a George." So that's funny. Actually, Paul Angelus, who was the chief Blumini and Ringo, took over George's for the for the second half of the movie. That's because funny. he was just dragged away, you know, he was AWOL. But if you if you notice though, it's deserter. it's kind of funny because when it comes right down to it, freaking Ringo is the lead in like all the Beatles everything. Films. Well, he was, and the Beatle cartoons. He really Beatle was. Cartoons. He was the fall guy. Yeah, and but you he's, know what, he's the star of Yellow Submarine. Also, the, the Ringo character. We'll yeah, say, he's it's not Ringo. Right, but he's the first one on the right. screen, and he's he's the one that gets well, he Jeremy. Forces the other, he's well, the he, one that he also. Talks to the other Beatles into, into doing into helping the trip. old Fred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and he also pushes the button. Oh, which is this one? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Ringo for years has said now that whenever he performs in concert and he sees little kids, someone will always come up to him and say, "Why'd you push the button?" <laughs> <laughs> do they sound like Joe Pesci when they? Yes, say they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, Ringo, why'd you push the button? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Did you push the button? Okay, but, come but, on. But you're come right. on, it's, it's it starts out as Ringo's movie. It, it does. Yes. Yeah. But you know, yeah. Ringo was always the lovable Beatle. Could you picture like John going, "Woe is me"? <laughs> right. No. Right. And could no. you, George? Right. No. And I think they did get the characterizations pretty pretty well. Paul always said later that um, he didn't think they did get him right because yeah, well Paul I, that first entrance not well, I mean, for nothing but he's a dandy <laughs> I mean he comes I mean, hi everyone hi fellas <laughs> right what the hell like who, well, who are they thinking well, there well first of all you know? he didn't get his mustache right he didn't <laughs> get his mustache so he didn't go through puberty and but then man, he comes out just, like well full of himself because yeah. like oh hi fellas hi fellas with, and he gets the bouquet of flowers yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a weird open for him <laughs> because very it's like, odd it's like are we trying to say something about Paul yeah here? it was it was well, just really he was a dandy I mean I guess he was was the charmer. London? He was the yeah. charmer. Yeah, he, he was. was also the London man about town, and you know whatnot. That's very popular. Man. So yeah, and but, George you know. loved the way he was characterized because he said, you know what? In hindsight, you know, if I could be sitting up on top of a hill meditating for the rest of my life, I'd be good. 
And that's what they did. I mean, and the funny, that was really a great line. But you grow hair on your hands, though. Oh, meditating. I'm sorry. (laughs) I missed that. uh, Yes, thank Mm. you. And the other is chewing. Yes. Um, No, but... (laughs) Not chewing on your hands. Leave George Aloni's masticating. No, but, exactly. But he even said, they got me right. And I love the line, you know, oh, what day is a sitter day? Yeah. I mean, but that's also yeah. done kind of nonchalantly. Very nonchalantly. Because you're not going to say sitar day. I mean, you're going to say sitar day. sitar day. Right. You know, I mean, you could, right. you you could, could still make it a little, a little more. Oh, well, then George must be in here. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. they could do that. But everybody got, you know, look. Even though they didn't have the same look as the Beatle cartoons, Ringo was still the fall guy in this. He was. Yeah. He was not the fall oh, guy, but he was used. Well, he was well, the vehicle he, he, to get but it. But he wasn't the joke as he was in the cartoons as much. I no, mean. but he was But he was like in Help. I mean, in Help, he was the main character. Right. You know, the, the others were good. I mean, John comes off pretty well in this, too, because don't forget, you know, he does the whole all you need is love scene. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty cool scene, that's too. That's a great Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. It's a great uh, scene. It is a great scene. And a lot of people didn't, the animators didn't even like that scene. They just, wow. Yeah, they thought it was kind of a little pretentious. Why? Because they spelled out the word love? Well, they just didn't think it was a great scene for, for whatever reason, but... It's a clever I, I like scene. Lot. It's, it's, a, a, it's a very clever, clever scene. scene. I, I love that whole scene. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Well, the, uh, the time continuum, you know. Yes. Were in the, and it's yeah. Einstein's theory, you know, uh, yeah. the, the relatively thing that I find speaking. Clever, <laughs> I mean, that's such a great line, yeah. though. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Some of them get thrown away. Yeah. But what I like, too, about the use of the music, too, is that the little instances where they use partial songs... Are very clever, like Baby You're a Rich Man. Like Baby You're a Rich Man. Right. Like you know, Sea of Green, Sea of Green, Sea of Green. You know that 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 whole kind of like adding the th- lyrics. I mean, the songs into visual effects. Yeah. The you know, and you've got time to it. You know, th- that, right. those little bits are kind of cool. They're left field, but they're they're interesting. They're they, I think that stuff's well done. And I think we need to talk about the Hey Bulldog scene because yes, for for the longest time I always thought that there was an error in the movie because we were in the United States and we're watching it. Never had a Hey Bulldog. I, I know it was on the soundtrack, but there was no Hey Bulldog in the movie. And then all of a sudden, 1999, the remaster comes out and they edit it back into the movie. Well, you had seen the. Segment though. Oh yeah, I've, I had seen okay, it. Okay, yeah, we but, had the bootlegs. Copies yeah, but when you put it together, it was it, yeah. But in context, wow. Because don't forget that scene also lends to the whole thing about the eight Beatles. Well, because one of them is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes, but it, all of that wasn't in the original movie. When you see Beatles to battle, that's four Beatles against. The Blue Meanies. Oh, the Blue Meanies. But when so wait, but in the American version of the film, they rescue Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band out of the out of yes, the, but you never see them say, "Hey, brother," you know, and and walk with them and right. talk. That's, that's eliminated. All they totally just out. get them out of the bubble, and that's it. You, as far and, as we, that's you right. don't see Good them. Point. And now, now all all eight of them are now in the piano. They move on to that next Hey Bulldog scene, right? Because in the original movie, Paul yells, "Beatles to battle," and in this one. All eight of them are milling about, and he just goes, oh, shouldn't we just go already? You know, he just, Beatles to battle. That's, it's a muted thing. I always thought that the footage didn't match. Like, maybe it was done too early. I thought the footage didn't match. The hey, the, Bulldog scene? Yeah. Well, they well, always talk about the, the missing the mustache. They think that there's a missing mustache. But it's that's, not. That's the part It's, it's all eight thought. Beatles. You know, you got John with the mustache, John without. The one's 
Sergeant Pepper and one's John. Right. So I always thought it was an error in the movie. And I, I spoke to the animators and they're like, no, what are you talking about? Because they, they didn't know it was edited out of the U.S. version. So, so they the, just Sergeant, the Sergeant Pepper, John, had no mustache? Correct. Okay. So there they were, all, you know, eight Beatles now are in the piano. Right, right. You know, are going, you sure that the Sergeant Pepper, John, had no mustache? Trust me. I trust you. It's Please cartoon. Do. I trust you. Okay, thank you. You are a cartoon. That's why I we am. love you. No, but <laughs> that whole scene, it, it works when you see it now Absolutely. because they edited it back in. But but the Hey Bulldog scene, Al Brodex just thought it didn't go anywhere and they took it out. It would, you know, they needed in to make way, it a little he was right. short. He, right. he was. But they also needed to make the film a little shorter for budget-wise, and they just took it out. They thought but it was the maybe thing a little is they'd already made it. Right. <laughs> That's what gets me right. They'd already finished it. That but makes he didn't no think it sense. Fit. He didn't um, think um, it fit. Unless they had to add more to it. I always thought something was but they had to missing cut. They or, wanted or to something. Cut. The movie was, was yeah. too long, so they had to cut it. So, but why did it make the UK and not the US? Because because it's metrics, so the times different. I don't know. <laughs> but but the it was a totally it's a totally different movie. When you saw it in '99, it's a totally different movie. Oh, absolutely! And, really, and, and I thought it was good because it it gave me something to watch now. Because as soon as I saw the when the, in the U.S. version, when you hear "Baby, You're a Rich Man," mm-hmm. you don't see them anymore, Sergeant Pepper. Right. But in this, the whole bubble dissolves. Yes, it, it, and then a, they step an an, down. There's an answer given. Yeah, they that, step down. That you assume, well, if you don't see it, you assume it. It's like freaking Blade Runner, man. It's like you <laughs> finally. I'm sorry. No, but you, you find, Yeah, the directors cut like yellow the submarines. Directors cut yellow. They are replicants. <laughs> yeah, really. But it's weird because now they actually step down from the, the podium, yeah, whatever the, podium. the pavilion, and they help the other Beatles do it. But it's it was just different. I like it. I mean, it works. I prefer the real full-length version of the film to the... I mean, you're right about saying, though, it's funny, I never thought about it, that the Hey Bulldog clip really doesn't advance the plot like, it's, it's a weird, at all. It's, you know what's so great about it? Da, 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 da. You know, that, that riff opens, and you're like... It wait, not, I won't say it wakes you up, but it, you're waiting for something to happen. Well, and you're watching the player yeah. piano do the, yeah, do the was, notes. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It, but it does also introduce the character of the Bulldogs, really. Yeah. But yeah, and it didn't in the U.S. Uh, that four-headed bulldog, which was after like Ulysses, you know, six-headed. I'm not sure about Cersei's. I think it's the six is the multi-headed dog. Maybe. But anyway, so that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, we said it's, it's slow, it's fast. The sea of time is. Well, it, I thought is brilliant. I did. I did. I liked it a lot. I like I like the whole going back in time. You know, again though, you're suspending your imagination, reality. John just has to jump on the hands and move them forward, and then they, you know, they. So that's, that's, it's very clever. Good, yeah. No, it is very clever, and and it's kind of cool. You know what? I the part that to me the whole movie, if you, if you had to just watch this section for the movie, would be Eleanor Rigby. Yes. Oh, it's, it's yeah. It's such a great setup in the beginning of the movie. About what you're going to see, oh, it's Liverpool. matching, yeah, but also matching animation or whatever you want to call it, because it's not just animation. I mean, there's pictures and and it's just a great, great visually, it's stunning. Yeah, yeah. visually, and, it is beautiful, and it's yeah. just you just sit there, you're like, wow. And the music just sounded so fantastic in the the remix. So. Oh yeah, it was Cerberus as the multi-headed dog. Oh, is it? I knew okay. there was a yeah. Anyway, so, no, but the the other thing is that. What was brilliant was that everybody makes a cameo in this movie. And you would talk about the Ella Rig- Eleanor Rigby scene. 
all those people that are in that scene are actual people. There, there's brothers who own the Dog and Duck pub where uh, Al Brodex and the team got together in London. Right. A lot of the people, you know, who are in the windows, you know, eating and playing cards, all those people worked on the movie. The it's, way they presented that, though, it just, it was so different. You know, that's something you don't see a lot of. Oh, yeah. Where they took the pictures and they... They put it in, a, you know, the picture of Al Brodex. Yeah. Yeah. Al Brodex and what's even funny now is that if you think about that movie being made in 2018, <laughs> it would have been a GoFundMe thing. And whoever, it would have been Kickstarter, and whoever put in enough money got well, yeah. to be in, got to be in yeah. the film. But anyway, sorry. No, but the, the, Al Brodex is in there, the first person with the, the cigar yeah. going. But oddly enough, there's one... T- there's one where the guy is wearing a motorcycle helmet when, and he has a tear coming down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody thought that was Eric Siegel. It's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a semi-crippled messenger boy at TVC <laughs> wow. named Brian Endell or Endell. But there are a lot of people. But it, but it must have been it must have been amazing for that person oh, to see themselves on the screen when the, and, when the movie was. And there. also, the one thing we don't talk about, the Blue Meanies were originally supposed to be read for the Cold War. All right, that's what they said. Right. Then someone, Heinz Edelman, was talking to his assistant and said, I like them. I want to make them purple. And she said, okay. And she went to get the purple, and she didn't have enough purple paint. And he didn't really think she understood. So he got another assistant, and the assistant said, what should I make them? And she said, purple. And he, she said, purple doesn't flow. Purple meanies. The purple meanies. They don't flow. So she, he said, what color would you suggest? And she said, well, blue sounds good, blue meaning. And guess what? He said, fine, run with it. So that's her little Alison wow. DeVere was a background artist. And so you know, everybody thinks, again, it was Hitler, Al Brodex, all that garbage stuff. But it, it really was just the antagonist yeah. of the day. Yeah. And, and, that, and there's a universality to that, too, because I, and I don't mean this to be awful. And I say this in our politically correctly bizarre times. But one thing you do have going for you there is there are no blue people. Right. If you made them any other color, if you made them red, then there could have been a thought years later that, well, they're commies or they're native, they're Indians, because we were still using the red red man, red face, you know, red face. Right. Not going to make them yellow. So, right. Because yellow is a submarine. Yellow is a submarine, first of all. Right. So, the thing about making them blue is that you, you made them neutral. They can't relate to any human group. Right. Except for the Blue Man the Blue group. Man group. <laughs> Which, that's years <laughs> later. But inspired you know, by the meanies. Inspired by the meanies, right. They could have been called mum and shots, but they, <laughs> oh, they weren't. No, no. Anyway. Well, Heinz Edelman was Too German. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, anyway. And also, Peter Max had nothing to do with the design. Nothing. Uh, nothing and, at all. Nothing. And everybody no. always says, oh, it's a Peter Max. He, he worked on it. No, he didn't. And for years, though, he did tell people he did. And he still does. But then, he, you know, lately he's been saying no. I wish I wish I could he include it. was inspired a, by me. In, in fact, it actually makes people who worked on the film angry when you bring up Peter, Peter Max's Max, involvement. Yeah. There's a lovely gentleman who's... Uh, well, Peter's artwork matches that. Yeah, curiously. Of the time. Of the time. But it's yeah. interesting to me. There's a gentleman who uh, who I know through my job in Port Washington. I, I wish I could remember this gentleman's name. He's in his late mid to late 90s now. And he was the uh, promo person for United Artist. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who plugged the film. And, and he was one of the people who, 
as he said, I met with the boys and we talked about how the film was going to be promoted and, you know, he explained to them what they were going to do. And and he got all worked up when somebody brought up Peter Max. Uh, everybody does. They were like, oh, now it was Peter And like an idiot, I kind of said, well, I think so. I think, you know, there's certainly a Peter Max influence. And he was like, no, it was the other way around. And he talked about the actual German animator that- Heinz Edelman. Heinz Edelman, that it was based on. And he said, no, absolutely not, Peter Now, Peter Max. Max would become famous later for that he, style. He would, right. but, but let's it had face nothing it. To do it. Yeah. You know, I think he was the, you know, the equivalent of the kid, you know, walking around stealing guitar licks from this, well, but with Peter all due respect did those uh, Life Magazine Beatles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he did. But there are some really cool scenes in the movie. I wanted to talk about the ending you know, be, with the Beatles, because the Beatles come in for a day and they finally decide, I, I, let's be in it. And Mark Lewis is in his on record saying he loves that scene. Uh, he thinks that they look great physically and they, they act, you know. Well, very, they look happy. Yeah. They look happy, yeah. They're a, t- yeah. They're a team still. Yeah, they At are. That that's, you know, John's very still, different well, looking. Speaking of that, that's one of the things I think when you think about the Beatles breaking up a year later, you think about Yellow Submarine, and even though the Beatles weren't involved except for that end bit, and all the marketing and the memorabilia. You think the Beatles, it's, it's almost a second wave of Beatlemania, and, and you think, oh, they must still like each other, and they, they're friends still, and, and I think there's almost a false belief about that because of the of Yellow Submarine. Maybe. I, and because and then we'd see Let It Be a year and a half later, yeah, and that would and all it, go to Hell in a Handbasket. Yeah, and how depressed and they, they look mean, different. Well, yeah. well, the thing about the ending scene, and I think I told you, Tony, originally it was supposed to be the Beatles... With superimposed stuff in the background, a lot right. of psychedelic stuff going on, sort of like when Paul held out his hand and love popped up. But it was supposed to hey, be all how that. Hey, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Anyway, good. But they they ran out of time and money and didn't right. and just had the Beatles on on the black screen, wearing this because they all wore the black shirt. So it would have been cool to have something behind them. That's right. But they didn't yeah. do it. But when that movie came out, the Beatles when they filmed their part did not look like the Beatles in the movie. Two of them did. Ringo still looked like Ringo because he had the mustache and yeah. the hair. And yeah. Paul actually had no mustache now, right. so he looked like Paul. But George was clean-shaven now. And, and John had the and long, John straight had the hair. Long and the mutton chops. Mutton yeah. chops. So, but he didn't have any more mustache, and, and he didn't look anything yeah. like the movie. So it was weird seeing them come on You know, when I was six. I was like, wait a minute, they, they don't look like that anymore. They I didn't were, notice that then, but I mean, I sort of yeah, did. But yeah. I didn't know who John was. Because John had the parted hair right. in the middle. He didn't have the mop top. Yeah, yeah. And, and the mutton chops, I was like, who is the guy on the, on the far right? I didn't know it was John, to be I, honest. I have to wonder whether or not they were disappointed when they saw the final scene without all those special effects. Because I never realized how, how prepped they were yeah. for the special effects. The identical, you know, the wearing the shirts and the, you know, never thought of that. But black so, on black. Yeah. Because they were yeah. all wearing black shirts and the yeah. background's black. That makes sense, yeah. though. You know, it adds, it adds a, a... No, it doesn't. Not, not actually, to a movie that's so colorful. Maybe that's what the idea was, you know. That. That's what I said to, to Mitch on the phone we were talking about it the other day. I think, in a way, it sort of makes the Beatles... It makes them different. It makes them stand it, out. It, yeah, if, if, if you're all color, then you see all but black. That's what and the, black and white. But that's yeah. what the movie team didn't like. It's, it's a baha, aha, aha, aha. I had. I just had. You say you want a revelation. I got one. <laughs> you know what that was? Well, you know what. That was Reverse Wizard of Oz. 
You were out of Pepperland, which was color. Back to reality. And you're back to reality, which is black and white. I think we're I, overthinking it. No, but I'm I, good. That's I think it. he I'm is done. too, but I'll take that. I'm I'll done. take it. It's actually that's good. That's it. I'm good. No, my, my mic job. Oh, I don't think they thought about that, but you know. <laughs> no, they didn't. But, but you know what? It makes a little sense. It does sense. make sense. And if you play it with Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> actually, you have to play the soundtrack to Wizard of Oz, which oh, yeah. really messes stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Ding dong, which is that? What? Who? The one thing about the Beatles at the end is that the, the team, the animation team and the producers didn't like it because it was the very end. So they thought it took away from the animation, which was so no. stunning. Had the scene played out the way you said they wanted it to, yeah. I agree with you. The fact that the Beatles are black and white well, they're not black and white. They're color, but they're color. But you know what I mean. They're, they're, they're dull. I think the fact is that it makes it work. Okay. I, I think it's almost. My it's only fine. problem with the ending was I thought it was a little too short. Well, they and, were there for hours and they did a one-minute scene. Right, but I wish maybe just done but something. Take, but I think it was just long enough because maybe, they sing. How are we going right. to go out singing? Well, that's the Beatles. That's what they do. But they could have diff- used a different song, but actually it's fine that they did the way they did. Together now is the perfect Yes, but that's the yeah, second time they used it in the movie. But well, They originally had put in, why don't we do it in the road? <laughs> my my question is that. about the ending. What if you would put that in the beginning and then it goes into the cartoon? I don't, I don't like no, it. No, then, don't like because it. you sort of get them out of the way. Because you're right, it is a little jarring to after seeing this animation of the Beatles to actually see them. You right. know what would have been the only thing that I would have given into that? Was the fade in and then have Ringo once upon a time, George, or maybe twice, right. there was such and such right. in a town called Pepperland and bang right in. That would have been cool Something and acceptable would have been different, yeah. to have them open the film in a now here's a little story. Well, yeah. George always said later, and he must not have remembered, but he said, I wonder why we didn't do the voices. <laughs> well, <laughs> why? But, I mean, come but, on. No, but I, I brought that up before. You know what? If you put all their voices together. It doesn't work. It, no, no, but I mean, it's there's so many other characters. You probably could have knocked it out pretty fast because animation voices, you know, you're in a room for 10 hours and you, get, you sort of knock it out. Yeah, but... Uh, even George said they did it better than we could have because they were natural. The, the Beatles weren't natural if they were going to be talking. But they did throw away a lot of lines. They yeah. did. Again, but, and as somebody who's... I, yeah. But would you rather which have is Paul not, do it? Which is not the best directing, to be blunt. I mean, the animation may be superb, but the voice directing, having done... Whatever I like, Paul, yes. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. having done voice animation, you, you've got... You know, somebody made them go for a character idea that wasn't necessarily the best for a movie that was going to be played in theaters, especially with kids possibly making noise. And, you know, I mean, as it was, when we watched it again in the theater, there were lines that you missed. If the kid behind you went, eh, you missed a whole line. Because it wasn't precise. It wasn't, you know. But okay, anyway. so let's just. But uh, then again, I, I got that from A Hard Day's Night, too. Yeah, a, well, yeah, true. Yeah, there's a lot of that that, that yeah, the Beatles talk true. over themselves. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a lot of. Too much. And if you miss that. I don't want to say slurred lines, the wrong term. But, you know, there's a lot of lines in A Hard Day's Night where you're missing it because it's either yeah. talking too fast or it's, you know, it's poorly recorded or whatever. Well, because they were not trained actors. Right. They were born Liverpool. Shut up. <laughs> One thing, you know, I really enjoyed about the movie itself was. 
and and I'm, people talk about this a lot. George Martin's music. You know what? Lovely. The score is beautiful. You know that was Lovely. A, a majestic soundtrack from him. And as much as the, the beginning, the opening, oh, that oh. piece. Oh, dun, 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 God, dun, dun, that opening dun, piece is beautiful. It's beautiful. It, it, and I like it, you know, better maybe than a, a Hard Day's Night because on Hard Day's Night he sort of did rearrangements of Beatles songs. Yeah, here he, yeah. he does that, but it's. It's different the way he's scoring a yeah, film. He's scoring it's really, a film. Well, yeah, he doesn't do any rearrangements of Beatles songs. Well, Yellow Submarine and Pepperland. Just uh, yes, dun, that dun, little. Dun, yeah, dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, but, but yeah. that's yeah. no. The rest of it is just oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The just, sea of monsters, the sea of time. The oh, yeah. All that stuff is beautiful. Now we should talk. Some of those scenes are 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 great. I, I could have done without the Sea of Science. I, I didn't love that scene with only a northern song. It's, it's nice to have that song there, but they only made the Sea of Science for that song. Right. I mean, other than that, it really has no play in the in the but, movie. But that's what right. musicals are. I mean, the Sea of Monsters is actually really good. I love that yeah. one because the funny, the comedy of it. Yes. I mean, plus oh, Ringo, yeah. Ringo is being taken away on the back of one of the monsters, so and he's not funny. wearing any, like, you know, yeah. breathing apparatus. <laughs> just, but that's funny with the cavalry coming out, and yeah. all of that's oh, really... very funny. All that stuff, is, and the, and even the, the imaginativeness of the the sucking character just sucking himself up in the, in the sub... Creating the a void, scene. and then, the, you know, we're and in the, the sea the, of and, nothing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all that is cool. The footlands of the head... The, <laughs> the foothills. Head, foothills of, of the, the headlands. headlands is great. Yes. That, to me, losing the sky is just beautiful. beautiful. Uh, the sea yeah. of holes is also kind of cool, too. Yes. And then popping up and the, you know, and the uh, imagery but, of but the... But again, that's where some of the movie It loses. goes a little too long. No, well, not a little too long. When the holes are flashing quickly... Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Beatles are in the Sea of Holes, and now they're standing in Pepperland. How? <laughs> I mean, you have to, I know, suspend your yeah. Ma- yeah. belief. But but wait, it loses a little continuity. But isn't it that but, one of the holes open up when they yes, step but, on it? But, well, they just but found but the right hole. Allows you to Sometimes do it's that. all about finding the right hole. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Here's my hole. But, but animation allows you to do that. <laughs> you know, you get away with yes. things you wouldn't get... Away with if it was real people, right? Well, obviously, if the Beatles were just standing there as real Beatles, all of a sudden they're in a, a hole on, a, on a yellow submarine. Yeah, <laughs> they would like fall through the hole, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I do want to mention one thing before we wrap up because we're not going to rate this movie, are we? No. Okay. No. But uh, nine. But <laughs> I guess not. I guess we are nine also. No, but uh, <laughs> me too. Um, so uh, twenty-seven. The restoration. I will say one thing. The folks who did the restoration, when we saw it in 2012 with Al Brodex at the Ziegfeld Theater, the Mag- sound was just incredible. Magnificent. But the color popped so well and beautifully yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. it was really seeing it for the first time. When we saw it on Channel 5, you know, oh, at, yeah. at 4.30 <laughs> in the afternoon or at 7.30 at night, whatever. Saturday at 11 p.m. Yeah. I knew exactly where all the commercials would be. And yeah, yeah. even now, I, I expected it to and be And you knew, like, Phil that worked at Channel 5 had the copy of the print in his shoebox, like, in between. <laughs> Phil, can you go get that yellow submarine? <laughs> 1972. Oh, you know it's right next to the Wonderama <laughs> tape. right next to the Wonder- I think your sandwich is on it. Can we? <laughs> well, it was... No Bob four, years, four years later, and, and we first saw it in 1972 on, on yeah. WNEW, Channel 5 in New York. But it was 
I mean, it was washed out. And then later on, it was really washed out. Well, and even the videotape they put out was not great. And then all of a well, sudden, we got... The, you mean? No, well, no, the videotape oh, okay, prior. Right. The, the, I think it was the Warner... Yes, the, I yeah. think Warner Home Video, yeah. All of a sudden, we got this beautiful DVD restoration, and the color was just superb. Well, I have to ask you a question, because Uh-oh. I remember watching the Channel 5 thing years ago. It was like 1979, I guess it was, and... And I know you knew Al Brodax. Uh-huh. Cousin Brucey hosted it in New York. And for those who don't know, you know, he's on Sirius XM. You know, legendary, legendary DJ. Legendary DJ. They were talking to Al Brodax. And they, they, I remember they, Brucey goes, so Al, what's your next project? Uh-huh. Oh, and he yeah. holds up a strawberry. Yep. Uh-huh. And he implied that they, he was going to make a movie based on uh, like Strawberry Fields Forever or something with Strawberry Fields Forever in it. Obviously, it never happened. But I still remember that very vividly. Did, was there any? Yes, I know all about it. Was Was Al planning this? Yes. Or was not, he just talking? Um, I believe when you when he started saying that it was probably eighty one. Okay, that that probably sounds better. So he was actually working very early on. Al was way ahead of his time. He really was. He was actually working with the the computer tech folks at New York Tech. Right. To make. Little episodes from the Beatles songs, and the first one he did line tests for it. Everything was Strawberry Fields. Okay. So I've never seen them, and I probably should ask his kids now if I if he had them. I I would love to see them, but the, he was making them. He was planning on making a series of songs to be put out. So it wasn't a movie. It was no, it more wasn't of a, a movie. It was, it was just more, more of. A, I'm not going to say a test. It was animation to. It was animation for a purpose. Yeah. yeah, but it was he was going to do something with it. Okay. Not, I don't think a movie though. Okay. But he definitely was working on Long Island. I, re- I remember that very yeah. vividly for whatever reason. And the first one he was working on was Strawberry Field. So I don't know how far it got, and I really probably should ask someone now because I know his family. Yeah. Yeah. But I never got to see anything. Right. But he definitely talked about it a lot. He was very proud of it because. The Beatles evidently enjoyed it enough where they were allowing him to do that stuff. So, and as and as far as it goes for me, the whole idea of the Polar Express Robert Zemeckis remake. Oh, I'm just as happy for me that it didn't happen. With all me due too. respect to them, and to I just think it would have had to have been a different film. And it wasn't going to be. And it wasn't going to be. It was going to be the film, yeah. but just in that new CGI. 3D. I can see allowing Beatle music to be used in another animation. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, so it lends itself. Well, yeah. But I don't know if I would exactly do Yellow Submarine again because no, I think it's, why, it's, it's back to, to right. it's back to why don't we do it in the road? I right. Think, well, the, no, it, it's, it's, and, it's well, it's, and, and Zemeckis does have a Beatle connection. The fact he co-wrote and directed. Uh, I want to hold your hand. Right in '79. So, yeah. In all seriousness, not to be funny, you could actually do an animated short. Based on side two of Abbey Road, you got enough characters right. and one album no, side no, you're right. to Maybe do an animation. Come up short. in the future. That could mm-hmm. actually, I could see that. I mean, happening. the animation, the beauty of animation, and especially since they've already done it without using Beatle voices, is that you could do this forever. <laughs> you know, you know, twenty years from now, okay, here's a new animation of. And the you Beatles. don't even need the Beatles' involvement. No, at well, all. They, well, they need their you need their approval for the music and the image. No, you don't. Sony owns it. Yeah, Sony has it. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. Believe so, me. Doesn't Supper Films own? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about any Beatles song. Yeah, but the Beatles have to approve it. No, they no, don't. No, they don't. Yes, they do. 
No, so, Sony. Believe me, they don't. Sony owns it. Sony. Sony, oh, Sony oh, owns I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're, thinking, you're talking about the songwriting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes. To use right. their images. I, yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I, know, I know what you're talking right, about. Right, but yeah. songwriting. Sony owns their. So lyrics. someone wanted to, you know, cover the Beatles, and then they made an animation based on like. You right, don't need the Beatles. Like I am Sam would be an example. Right. You don't need the Beatles. Right. Yes. You're right. Right. So, so I mean, we all agree that is is this a classic animated film? Is it a classic? Well, I just want to say two things that bother me about this movie, and I. Go ahead. First of all. What's with the fact that John has two teeth in the front like a baby yeah. <laughs> in certain animation scenes? Well, it looks like buck teeth. Yeah. That, that was the first thing. And second of all, is it me or did Paul McCartney look Asian in some of the scenes? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, wow, he looks a little Asian. And then George looks like Ringo looked the most like Ringo. George looked like there's a scenes like he was stoned and it was an animation. You know, so. I, I will say this: when it comes to animation, first of all, they did this movie relatively quickly, right? But it's funny when you look, go to any animation. I mean, I'm going to talk about Beatle cartoons now, but if you go to any animation, you know, if you go frame by frame, right? There are scenes in the cartoons where I've seen a cell and I said that's not real, and then I go to the the actual cartoon and I frame, freeze frame it I'm like oh son of a bitch it is real oh, sure but that. it just looks like so weird when they're animating it to do an action and a lot of Yellow Submarine when you see the cells by the way which were sold in Woolworth and in retail stores for like twelve ninety nine <laughs> in 1972 which is why there are so many in the market when you see the cells they look really weird and in the movie too right. because that's just the way animation is. I so. know because it, it's a it's it's a drawing that makes a moving picture. Right. So it does. It's never perfect. Correct. It's just something I noticed. The two buck teeth sometimes with John just that did bother me too a little bit. And and the fact that they all have like fifty feet long legs. Well, uh, that's that, that's a style. That, yes. and, and even Heinz Edelman said we we definitely animated in circles, not in rectangles and stuff. And you could see a lot of the it. It's very bubbly. The whole animation of all of it. So, but it, I, I think That's it's well done. That's definitely true. The things that have angles are the things that are shooting out of the cannon. You know, the lightning That's bolts and the stuff like that. And there, you're right. There's not a lot with angles. That's yeah. a good point. It's, it's, well, that was one of the angles of the movie. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, there's a lot of flat because of the way they. It's it's not a. Well, it's not 3D, is it's it? Not, not mm. So it's 2D. So what yeah. were you, uh, anything else that you didn't like? No, that was my, the, the long legs and the fact that Paul Ecdasian on couple. And, well, they and, didn't and consult the, um, the Beatles' tailor oh. specifically oh, okay. about the, the end seams. Yeah. Derek, Derek, yes, yes, Derek Taylor. <laughs> wow. I was thinking, of, what's his name, Millings? Yeah, Billings? Dougie Millings. Doug, Dougie Millings, yeah. <laughs> no, but they didn't that, consult that my, Dougie Millings. That was my Millings. only thing. I've, yeah. I've, no, I, I like the movie a lot. There are times... Like you said, it, it it will drag, but oh, yes. that doesn't bother. It didn't bother me as much because didn't bother me as much with the remake because or the restoration because it was so well done yeah, and beautiful, so and the new scene with the Hey Bulldog and all the you know the whole eight Beatles. Yeah, uh, eight arms. I can't. Arms told you. I can't remember if the slowness used to bother me when I was stoned or not. I don't know if. <laughs> Like when you're when you're straight, you're like you know, oh, the movie's dragging a little bit. I can't remember if it was better when you were stoned or. or oh, it was I definitely better when you're stoned. Well, it's better just in general, probably. But, yeah. You know, but you didn't hear that from us little kitties. Don't don't just did. No, but you then know. you had to go out. You Uncle know. Soupy does not want you going out and and. Anyway. The problem is though, if you were stoned, you had to yeah. go out and get popcorn. You missed half, you, the, you movie. Miss half <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Come right. on. Next thing you know, it's like wait, what? Where? There's what? a bulldog. There's a bulldog. <laughs> what? Oh, what the hell? Bulldog. I didn't know that. Bulldog. Damn him. 
Um, I heard the sound. Wait, it's over? Where was I? <laughs> Wait a minute. You just came in for all the credits? All you need is popcorn, man. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, I was hoping you would take popcorn. Who's yeah. this Jeremy Hillary boob guy? <laughs> all those boobs in the movie? <laughs> nice. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Wow. <laughs> Wait. Well, okay. how do you think Paul McCartney saw the movie? Nice. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cool. Um, anyway, so, uh, I mean, that's about it for the movie. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a good movie. I don't know about a classic, though. It may be classic in their eyes, and that's the way they keep pushing it. Hmm. Uh, I it, think it, it's a classic. Oh, okay. I think it's definitely a classic. Uh, in terms of animation, it's definitely different. Up to date, up to that point, it's unlike any movie, animated movie you've ever seen. Do you always call something that's groundbreaking classic? I don't know. Maybe. Right. I know. Do we take that right. term well, with a grain of salt now? Sometimes right. a groundbreaking movie doesn't necessarily mean it's a classic. Sometimes they're total shite, yeah. but right. they did something unique. Right, like Herman Sherman's movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to look at it that No way. milk today. <laughs> Sorry, Catch no. me if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, please don't. But I guess in, in, the, in the animation uh, industry, I mean, they're really... Other, you know, Fritz the Cat was later, I believe... Yes. Um, and that when was, was Allegra non tropo? I don't know. But Fritz the Cat was later. I mean, that was actually a X-rated. Yeah. And but it was different. It was groundbreaking. I mean, it was a porno. You know, animation you know what movie. movie that would I think would I know be Allegra non tropo was seven. That would maybe pick up the mantle of Yellow Submarine in a different way. One's is seven. the movie Heavy Metal? That was eighty one. Where that they took brilliant. what you yeah. your idea. Of different songs and then tying it together. Well, that they so, took different stories. Yeah, and, but right. they also took different. Yeah. It wasn't just one band. So, right. No, that and, was and, and that was a great soundtrack album. So I think that would be maybe the next step in the rock and roll animation thing. It would be heavy metal. I do think so. the Beatles, even though they weren't really involved, I think the brand, the Beatles, not right. the Beatles themselves, took a, a leap forward with this, uh, which is why they're so proud of it and why they keep. Relicensing it, yeah, right. But they also, you it's know, also something for kids. That right, every kids. time we show it to our kids or grandkids or anybody in that theater, that we saw little kids in that theater. Yeah, it's also another so, opportunity for merchandising. It's a merchandising right. and yeah. keeping the legacy of the band alive. Right, it grabs them at five and six. Now the funny thing is, I don't know about you guys, I don't own much memorabilia of Yellow Submarine. I don't either. And yet I have one friend who that's the only Beatles memorabilia he collects. Right. And there are people who will, no matter what, do that. I mean, just all Yellow Sub, and that's great. But again, the song Yellow Submarine always hits the young person because it's a sing-long song. So as long as that gets to one little kid... They're going to keep merchandising this forever and licensing it forever yeah, because it, it, they want the Beatles to keep. This is what's keeping the Beatles alive. This it is, really this is. This is where you start a kid off. We did that show. Sean Lennon. Yeah. Well, Sean Lennon learned about it and said, Dad, you were a Beatle because he saw a Yellow Submarine. Yep. So I th- imagine like just hanging out and being like, yeah, this is my dad. Yes, yeah, my dad. My dad's a cartoon. What's he doing on TV? Yeah, what? That's like a wig out. Like it's almost like seeing them on television. You're like, yeah, there's dad. Oh, there's dad in television. Because by then, you know, like they had VHS. So because like, oh, there's dad. He's playing music. Okay, whatever. Dad's a cartoon. Holy crap! Anyway, can you imagine if Sean was alive when the Beatle cartoons were around every week? I mean, Julian didn't get to see his father as a Beatle cartoon, right? But he was on every week, right, for three years. Yeah. At least he would have gotten to see him. <laughs> Different so, show. Different oh, show. So on that <laughs> lovely note. In the, in the 60s, he did seem a little. I know. Well, you I know. He, right. So um, anyway, on that lovely note, we have been 
talking about the film Yellow Submarine. I don't know if we've been analyzing it or not, but I think we've just been giving our thoughts on the on the Yellow Submarine and the 50th anniversary uh, as of this taping. So for Fab Four Free For All, I have been your moderator, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me tonight, and they always do, are... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Chiguarno. And we hope that we uh, see you soon. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Or White Album Flegal is John. <laughs> yeah, Flegal's got Trooper you, is, is George. George. Snort is Ringo. and Snorky. Snorky. And, uh, Flegal, Snorky, Flegal, Trooper, and... Trooper. Bingo, Flegal, Bingo. Trooper, and Bingo's got to be Ringo. What really bothered me was when I saw that picture like last year All right. of the guy of the you know during like a a break in the action and one of them had the suit on except the head off. Are they smoking? Yeah. And I'm like, oh I'm like, oh that's not good. I mean that's not potential. You know, it's funny. I- <laughs> When I was a kid, I loved the banana splits, and oh, then, when, still do. then when they showed them, and I was, uh, you know, when they first came back like ten years ago or something, I just couldn't watch it. Oh, oh they're totally horrible. unwatchable, but man, oh. it's great though. But oh, Danger Island, yeah. I don't like that. Anyway, I like Witchy Poo. I dig Witchy Poo. Witchy Poo's cool. I'm all about Witchy Poo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got time to rectify. Rectum what? Rectum what? Fire. Damn near killed him. Damn, a rectum fire? <laughs> what? It took him forever to get in the suit. Ow! Hemorrhoids. preparation how did, how did they, by the way, how did they get that, that segment? And you know, I don't and know. And what the hell were they doing? I mean, it's in the rehearsal. It's the but why are they doing rehearsal. it in the round? Why are they doing that? And you've got time to rain in my no time to. Why are they doing that? Like, it's bizarre. It was, you know, you think about it, it, was, it had to have been sent to them. Was it by mistake? No, it was, uh, they probably said, give us a snippet of studio stuff so we could just throw it in there to wake up the old man, yeah. the Lord Mayor. <laughs> and they figured, Are you... But that one out of everything. Why don't we do it in the room? Imagine they use Christmas album music or Christmas album talk. <laughs> Carnival of Light. <laughs> Hi, this is John speaking with his voice. 27 minute helter skelter to wake up the band. No. All right, let's go. We got another show to go.